When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 288 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we reflect on Rule's first season, look forward to the future, and bonus, we have a special musical guest. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Sup, Mike? Hey, Justin. You're looking a little, uh, little chilly. Yeah. I don't know what the right word would be. You're all bundled up. Yeah, it's it's the coldest day of the year, hopefully. Yeah, hey and folks, um, if you hear like the sounds of furnaces running or, I don't know, maybe Justin's teeth chattering, um, <laughs> it is currently negative 15 degrees as we are recording this episode, so... Um, What's the wind chill? Oh gosh, I don't even know. I, I don't have the app pulled up. I looked I'll, it up I'll about five you, minutes ago. <laughs> my... Uh, According to the one I'm looking at, it's negative 11 feels like negative 22, which is a significant improvement Sure, from what we had earlier today. Yeah, I got up, um, oh my goodness, I, I got up at 6.30 this morning to get ready for church, so um, warming up my car and making my way to Elkhorn was, it was quite the trek, but uh, here we are already. I, I think I'm going to stop talking, and Justin, you can introduce, we have a guest with us already. It's Bizarro Max. Hey guys. In the flesh. Sort of. <laughs> How's it going? Going good. I, I've got another guest here. I don't know if I can see her or not. Is this Mrs. Bizarro Max or Bizarro yeah. Maxine? <laughs> Hi. Hello. I'm trying to explain what exactly we're doing here and how this came to pass, and there's just no way to explain Twitter relationships. <laughs> it's it's all good. You want to take a stab at it though? Oh, like how we all came to I don't know how I met you guys. I think um uh, for one of the Nebraska-Iowa games, I always listened to, like, one podcast for the other team, and I was trying to find a Nebraska one, and you guys the only one I could I could find. I've since found a bunch more. Mm. Uh, and at some point, you introduced, like, the, the call-in line, and I think it had too much scotch, and I called in after one of the games. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, I think I know how I found you guys. I think uh, my friend Brandon, um, who's a longtime listener, uh, introduced me to you guys. Oh, you nice. guys and uh, one of you walk-ons. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Good guess. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So then fast forward to a month or two ago, you posted on Twitter that you had written an ode to the Big Ten West. It was kind of a joke. I hadn't really yet. And you guys were like, you have to play it. I'm like, well, I guess I have to write one now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so this is, is this the debut performance then? Yes, we've run through it a few times and it's terrible, but we're very excited. <laughs> what Does it have a name? Does the song have it? Or is it just the uh, uh, an ode to the Big Ten West? Uh, what did I put on my lyrics here? It just says, yeah, just ode to the Big Ten West. So this is an original number performed 
live on the air by by listeners and uh this is the first time in the nine-year history of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. So, right, Mike? We haven't had live music on the show before. We have not. I haven't even done anything. This might and, be the last time if you get a copyright strike out of this. Oh. <laughs> we we were joking about, Mike was joking about putting the uh, commitment poem to music that Dylan Riola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was planning on doing it, but, like, I was falling ill with COVID at the time that they came out, and I was just like, I I don't have the energy for it. And like the moment passed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this is all original material. Well, we'll let the, do you guys have a, a name for your duo here? Uh, well, I've got a little family band. I call Benny Munchen and the Umlauts. So this is two of the Umlauts, I guess. That's awesome. It's got uh, Captain Geach vibes. <laughs> the floor is yours. All right. We're to the tune of Margaritaville. So this, this will sound somewhat familiar. Running on first down, toting the rock round. All of my linemen, hope none of them hold. Waiting in trenches with walk ons off benches. Bragging about playing our games in the cold. Hunting away again from the 48 Searching for a coherent play call Some people claim that there's an official to blame But I know it's the O.C.'s fault Missing on wheel routes, burning through timeouts. Cause none of our coaches can manage our clock. Our linemen are corn fed, our officials are brain dead. And now I have to watch all our games on the peacock. away again from the 38 Looking for a coherent play call Some people claim there's an official to blame But I know it's the QB's fault Depth charts are thinning, but punting is winning. When your offensive schema induces a yawn, we cheer for a field goal and worship the Rose Bowl. I think I'm gonna miss all of this when it's gone. Hunting away again from the 28. Searching for a coherent play call. Some people 
It's our coach's fault Yes, and Some people claim There's an official to blame But I know It's our own damn fault And there it is <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> We've run through it like like three or four times today, and our fingers are raw at this point. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> but our but your hearts are full, and so are ours. Yes, of Rose Bowl worship and, and terrible offense. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that peacock line was fresh again because of the Kansas City game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we were just talking about it. How, like we're watching Iowa women's basketball on Fox with Gus Johnson, and the NFL is on Peacock now. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> that is so funny yeah that was really creative and fun thank you for for performing live on the show yeah happy to do it that's so how cool. uh how are you folks feeling post uh football season you know it's always a little sad when uh, when the season's over because it's such a long off season but man we got a lot of drama and uh stuff to deal with now with Saban retiring and then uh yeah uh you know what's his face from washington taking that job so I'm, i keep waiting for urban meyer's name to show up for one of these positions <laughs> Did you think uh, Kirk was going to retire? No. He'll never really? retire. Really? He'll retire until they make him leave. They'll haul him out of there in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I'm not you're gonna dead say, yet. I, I thought you were going to say wheelchair, but you went straight wheelbarrow. Oh, well, yeah, one of the two. Either one's equally likely. Wheelbarrow's got a little more finality to it. No, they'll, he'll, uh, he'll, they'll, they'll hire Paul Crist, and Iowa will just keep on Iowa, Iowaing all over the, all over the Big Ten. So <laughs> nothing will change. I, it's funny. I feel like, and we, we haven't even talked about this yet because we were just getting started, but I feel like Nebraskans are like pumped about the off season and ready to go because last season was, you know, some parts amazing and many parts yeah. disaster and we've got the future laid ahead and culture is built. Nobody wants to transfer out just in. So like, yes, to Did the off season. We didn't, we didn't lose many people, Yeah. Um, but we brought in a few important pieces. We've got too many people right now. Yeah, so, so do we. Yeah, so we'll I think, see. I think all the teams are going to be dealing with this while there's all these COVID guys still on the rosters. Right. Yeah. But so anyway, you know, we're in the hope springs eternal phase <laughs> and kind of ready for the season to just be done. Whereas, you know, you guys had a you had a great season on uh, on paper. On paper, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, to me, the you know the 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 shutouts are embarrassing. It's just it's getting hard to watch, but. I tell you that that Minnesota game, Iowa fans are never going to get over that. Even if it was like technically the right call, like that. Uh, I was on yeah. an airplane when it happened, and I had just gotten, I just got like internet backs. I just landed, and I saw that I like I turned my phone on in time to see DeGene run in mm. uh, that punt. And I'm like, oh, we won! That's amazing. We did it again. Then I put my phone away, and I get home, and we lost the game. I'm like, what happened? I was so baffled. And I went back and saw that they reversed that call, and I just, oh man, that was. He, he told me that um, at his funeral, I'm supposed to wind it down with, "He will never, never he never got over that Minnesota game." <laughs> Any other team, I wouldn't bother me mm. so much. You guys have a special place in your heart for them, or do you hate them more than Wisconsin? Yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. 
It's, yeah, it's all they, about the fan base. It's not really the school. Like Minnesota fans are just the most irritating fan base to me. I don't know why. They just, <laughs> we got heckled pretty bad though in Madison. Yeah, a we did. Years ago. Yeah. But that was that was the couple of years in Iowa. Like I think we were number two going in there. Like admittedly a fraudulent number two, but number two. Um, no, it was a week after the Purdue game. Anyway, they were ranked. Wisconsin wasn't. I knew we were going to lose that game. But my son lives up there, so we went up to see it. And yeah, we got we got we got razzed pretty bad. <laughs> I think Colorado fans are Nebraska's equivalent of Minnesota fans. Yeah. Yeah, I know Iowa fans are trying to become enemy number one for Nebraska, but I just don't think Colorado can be dethroned there. You know, I there before we played Colorado again a couple years ago, I was kind of thinking like, oh, man, Iowa fans are the worst. <laughs> but then you you encounter them and it's like, oh, no, Iowa fans are just like your annoying sibling. Like, yeah, they yeah. they frustrate you because there's so much in common, whereas like, Buffalo, it's like, oh my gosh, who are, what are you people? Like, <laughs> oh. Do you guys listen to, uh, what, I guess when it's still on, to uh, Wannabe Walk-Ons? Oh yeah, yeah, we had them on our, our show at the beginning of the season. We well, did a show did. together. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah they, uh, they went to Iowa City last year for the game, and I gave them a big rundown. Of, Here, here's everywhere you need to go to, like, to have a good time. Here's where the good beer is. Here's where the, the clean bathrooms are. <laughs> I mean, Iowa City on game day, I'm sure it's Lincoln's the same way. It's just a fiasco if you don't know mm. what you're doing. Yeah, I've been kind of an insider's guide. Uh, oh, that was nice of you. I'll, I, I'd love to get there someday. We kind of do Thanksgiving based on where the Nebraska game is. So if it, my in-laws are in Chicago, so if it's an away game, we go there. Um, so it's, I got to figure out a way to be like, hey, guys, I know we're here with you for this holiday, but I'm going to go to Iowa for <laughs> Friday. Doesn't one of you have family in Iowa? We, we're both. Do you have family in Iowa still, Mike? Uh, I have family from Iowa. I have family in Iowa. Both of our moms are from Iowa. All right, whereabouts? Southwest. And my mom moved all over. Her her dad was a Methodist minister and moved every three or four years growing my up. Southwest so. Iowa is basically Nebraska. I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I grew up, the western half of the state was all Nebraska fans. I mean, all of it was because yeah. Iowa State was terrible. So the eastern half was Iowa. Western half was Nebraska. If you went to like, um, I don't know. Um, Council Bluffs, that area, all, all Nebraska fans. Sure. I mean, they're all commuting into Omaha from Council Bluffs. Yeah, that's true. They probably are, yeah. And from pretty far, actually. All right, guys. Well, I'll try and get you a clean copy of this to use. And uh, I got out of your hair so you can get down to business and get to bed. Awesome. Thank you so much. Go Big Ten Bye. West. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Bizarro Max for joining us. I guess Bizarro Max and Bizarro Maxine. I don't know if we ever actually got a name. We didn't um, get a straight answer on that, Mrs. Bizarro Max. <laughs> Mrs. Bizarro Max. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your talents with us. Um, I am already glad that we are recording in this uh, awful winter hellscape but uh yeah yeah it it's put a smile on my face and i feel great about this podcast now <laughs> yeah yeah he's given us a few memorable uh voicemails through the years as well so yeah, yeah. fun to connect here on zoom and honestly i think i connect with him more just randomly with some of the tweets he sends out on my personal account than i actually do oh, really? for the husker pod yeah because you know every once in a while he'll talk about music stuff or whatever and i'll be like oh yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. great anyway um yeah so here we are uh r.i.p big 10 west um a lot of changes and and he he hinted at it um my goodness i cannot think of a time in the nine years that we've been doing this where we have had such an eventful what like six weeks between 
when we last recorded an episode and now um holy cow i mean in in a lot of ways both professional and college football has been turned upside down in the last few weeks (laughs) the 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 only thing that comes to mind in terms of a crazy period was when we watched frost win the conference championship and then get hired and then decide to coach their bowl game anyway Mm. like that's that was true. a little bit wild, but yeah. this has been more like size. <laughs> no, no, but this has been seismic for like the sport. Yeah, and yeah, the sport yeah. in general, in our world, for, certainly, yeah, that that was definitely the uh, most drama we've seen. <laughs> yeah, and it was only the beginning of that drama. Yeah, wow. Um, man, what else has happened since we? Because uh, when did we? We were at last recorded after the Iowa game. The whole. The whole uh, volleyball tournament. Yeah, I had place. to go and check and make sure that we actually debriefed the Iowa loss because <laughs> I honestly couldn't even remember if we recorded an episode after my, the Iowa game. My recollection is it was short and sweet. Sure, or not sweet. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, you? I know. I know that you're a Nebraska football and that's it guy. But did mm-hmm. you track with any of the volleyball games? No. You know, honestly, over the years, I have caught some volleyball matches when it was convenient for me to do so. I don't know if I'm necessarily going out of my way, unless it's a championship game. I think I've watched most of the championships that Nebraska's been in the last, uh, you know, however many years. I watched the last time we won. I watched the last time we lost. And uh, I guess before this most recent trip to the championship. So... Um, yeah, watched that last match and bummer, man. Man, they just got they just got steamrolled. It's yeah. it stinks that when we talk about this team now, like we're kind of ending it or focusing on the end because it yeah. was such an amazing season with the only one loss up until that point, and then of yeah. course volleyball day, which was just you know a global phenomenon of a game. Not exaggerating. Yeah. I could have, uh, yeah, I, I I would have used the words magical to describe this season. Like, it, like talk about like a storybook narrative if they had pulled off that championship. That's what this year would have been for them. Right, um, right. Just starting on the highest of notes, and then if they could have clinched it, wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even in their world, a lot has happened since their championship game. Um I'm talking like we had a championship game, but you know, there's a lot has happened in the volleyball world for them um, since that game. Um, And uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of volleyball. Yeah. We have something to share with you, dear listeners. It's pro time, Nebraska. The Omaha Supernovas hit the court for the first ever pro volleyball federation match on January 24th against the Atlanta Vibe at the CHI Health Center. First serve is set for 7 p.m. Secure your season tickets and your single match tickets right now at supernovas.com and witness world-class talent as the Omaha Supernovas host the Atlanta Vibe for the first ever match of the Pro Volleyball Federation. Did you know that it's the first ever match of the Pro Volleyball Federation, Justin? The roster of the Supernovas includes NCAA national champions, includes All-Americans and Olympians, top-notch. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your major league volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas. That's pretty cool. 
I'm excited. Yeah. Genuinely. Actually, honestly, like, what a time to strike, you know? Like, I feel like mo- now more than ever, there is excitement for something like that in Omaha. You know, I feel like if they tried it 10 years ago, I, I don't know. Right. But, but uh, you know, I want to see them succeed. So, obviously, listeners, if you couldn't tell, that, that was an ad read, but... I, like I am genuinely excited that this is happening here in Omaha. Um, you know, I just think about my my niece. She's three years old. Maybe I'll take her to a game and she'll get to experience her first professional sports anything. So yeah, yeah. it'll be cool. Well, and I think I've talked a little, a little bit. Like our oldest uh, daughter is really enjoyed volleyball this year, and she got at one point um, late November got for her birthday some like toy horses and un unprompted. I think I've said this on the show, but she named them after volleyball players. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and there was like five of them and she knew, you know, enough to have five names, Husker names ready. So that's good. Um, that That's part of the reason why I followed them more closely this season is it's not just me. It's not just my wife and I, like we got kids who are interested. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Well, you know, Justin, as as a wise man once said, if you train them, if you raise them, if you raise a child in the way they should go, they will not turn away. So, I tweeted something to that effect when I was teaching them horns down. <laughs> yeah, that was funny when Bizarro Max was talking about, you know, what what teams, uh, or I guess you brought up whatever our equivalent is of them them hating Minnesota fans. I think. Um, I, I I don't know if you did you watch the Texas bowl game in which they were gifted an additional second at the end of the game. So <laughs> funny thing, I watched almost the whole game, and I've been on this like step streak, and also I've walked a mile outdoors every day, walked or run every day since January first of last year. Wait wait a and minute I, wait a minute. Are you still doing that? Yes. Did you do it today? I did. Holy cow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome Th- that you've got the streak Thanks. going. And, and so was that the 31st or the 30th? It uh, was like right at the end of the year. And I was coming was up on... Probably three, the 30th, yeah. Yeah, I was coming up on nearly uh, a year step streak or a mile streak. And I hadn't done it yet. And that was... So I was like, come on, come on. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> and so then finally they got the ball back with however much time they being Washington, I was like, all right, they got it. I got to go. <laughs> so I went for my walk and then midway through my family's texting like, Oh my gosh, look what's <laughs> going on. Can you believe this? So I didn't actually see that final uh, sequence. Sure. What was it like? I mean, it was just, it, it was ultimately um, non significant because they didn't do anything with that one second but you know as a nebraska fan when you watch the time expire and this time it was very obvious that they needed to put an extra second back on the clock like there was no question about it but it was was one of those situations where it was like you got to be kidding it says zeros and they're adding back an extra second for this team what what's gonna happen (laughs) makes you sick yeah but uh yeah so man we're all over the place but um Oh, yeah. here, here, let me continue. Continuing the all over the place. Sure. I got to go to the uh, Remington Trophy Awards dinner. Oh, really? Last night, I didn't banquet. know about that. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, also really cold. That was like the first time I'd left my house except for a walk mm. uh, for several days and um, got to meet the uh, Justin Jackson Powers Remington Trophy Award winner from um, 
from Oregon. And he, I think it was maybe his girlfriend was like Casey Rogers' sister-in-law or something like, so the, uh, super, super good guy, huge dude. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, fun to be at the epicenter of the, uh, the center position for, for an evening. Also, I, I tweeted something to this effect, but when he gave his, uh, acceptance speech, he said he was at the wrestling meet the night before. And he'd had a, he's like, you guys have good pizza. And he's like, what's, what's it called? Like a Ronza? And everybody's like, Ronza. And he's like, yeah, that was great, man. And then uh, he also was a, a big fan of Casey Rogers, who of course transferred uh, there from Nebraska. So I tweeted something about how uh, the Remington Trophy Award winner likes. I saw the tweet and now I understand it. <laughs> Runza, Valentino's and Casey Rogers. And then I had from uh, the Wolf of Wall Street where they're like, one of us, one <laughs> of us. And he retweeted it today. I don't know if he oh, said, that's he said great. all good things. Yeah. So anyway, super, uh, super fun night. And uh, yeah, so college football over. It and sure Saban is. retired. Saban retired, which I don't think anybody is like super surprised but at the same time i didn't i didn't expect it you know i didn't know yeah i thought maybe kirk ferentz was going to retire i didn't think necessarily that saban would but yeah he's got some surprises in him the old dog yeah i thought about being petty and saying okay now all saban has to do to clinch his title as greatest college football coach of all time is now he has to become an elected politician uh, <laughs> and he has to have a successful charity for the next several decades. So good luck. And buddy. also be athletic director. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, here's I the thing. <laughs> Here, he was here's our one AD. of my <laughs> one of my first thoughts about after I heard he retired is if you just flip the times when Osborne and Saban coached, mm. um, you know how many more opportunities does Tom Osborne have to get? Mm. I mean, you think of the number of times when we lost to Oklahoma and that was it, you know, in this day and age, you lose to Oklahoma and maybe you drop from two to four, you know, and then you have everybody saying, well, they lost to Oklahoma, but But, I mean, come on. Yeah. They are clearly one of the top four teams. I mean, we, we even live in a day and age where a team loses and then you hear people like the next week saying that, but they're still a better team than the team they lost to. It's like, yeah. what? It's, <laughs> what are you it's even nuts, talking about? You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, but so if you think like if you flipped, if their time frames were reversed, you know, maybe uh, I'm. And also, of course, Osborne retired much mm-hmm. younger. I mean, yeah. what, fifteen years? Yeah. Ten years earlier than Saban. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Which so, is all. Uh, what's also wild is how old I thought he was when he retired. <laughs> yeah. 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 But we were we were young, naive junior hires. Yeah. So man, we've talked about really everything except for the football yeah. of Huskers. Yeah. What's on your mind? Um, I think uh, you kind of alluded to this again while we were talking with with Max, but. Um, I call him Max. We're on a first name basis. Actually, what would you call him? Bizarro. I don't know. That's what his Twitter handle is. Isn't Bizarro World... Is is Lobo from Bizarro World in the Superman comics? I think that's right. Ooh. You know, it's funny. I he, see Bizarro references, and I just think of Seinfeld first. Really? Bizarro okay. Jerry. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... 
I grew up I reading Superman know. comics and not watching Seinfeld, so there you go. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe we should have asked him about the genesis of that. Yeah, well, all the more reason to have him on. Maybe next year we can have him next preview time. Iowa with us or something. <laughs> but um, Good idea. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I think... Um, you 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 talked about how like we're all ready to move forward. I I think it, it is interesting. I've noticed that I think Nebraska fans in general are ready, uh, were ready and have already moved on from last season. You know, yeah. I don't think yeah. that you're going to catch a lot of Nebraska fans, um, you know, wringing their hands over the way things went this last year. You know, when we were in the midst of it, oh man, it was frustrating. But I think that there is kind of a quiet confidence that this team is on the right track. And boy, oh boy, getting a commitment from the best recruit Nebraska has ever had since they started uh, tracking that, <laughs> that mm-hmm. really smooths over a lot of the the bumps in the road that we had this past year. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the track record Rule has of flipping teams, and he – we did better than he usually does in his first year. You look at the culture that he's instilled, and I kind of already mentioned it. Like, we didn't have many guys transfer, not and definitely not a lot of big names. And then also you had guys who decided to not go pro, who very well could have. Yeah. And um, we were, you know, a healthy quarterback and a functioning offensive unit away from a bowl. Mm-hmm. Easy. And, and, um, Harburg was doing great. He got hurt, you know? Yeah. Like, I think we didn't appreciate the extent of that at the time, but he got hurt. So I think you're 100% right. I mean, yeah, the the last five, was it three straight losses, four straight losses? It was four straight losses because we, yeah. we had four chances to get one win. It was brutal. Yeah. And uh, But I already had to ask. I just asked for clarity on the number because it's already – yeah. In the past. Right. And I think you're right. Getting a great recruit and a great, a decent recruiting class. I mean, there was one big glaring problem, and it was quarterback. And, you know, if Chuba had been healthy all season, maybe things are different. I was disappointed and surprised to see him transfer. Yeah. That would be the one transfer that, you know, hurts for Dylan to potentially now have to go go out there on game one but harburg's you know harburg's not nothing like he's yeah he's a dude yeah it, it and would he, feel nice though going into the season having like I just, I just feel and this happens at a lot of schools but man some of the best schools you know you have a star quarterback but then the backup is just as good so that if something happens to the number one guy your whole season isn't completely destroyed you know and we've had that I mean, that's been the story of a decade plus for Nebraska. I was just going to say, who is the last quarterback to go the whole season? Yeah. Starting. I mean, did, gee, did uh, Joe Gans go the whole season? Not, not, uh, maybe Gans, but I feel like it wasn't Gans coming in for somebody else when he, whenever he played, was he ever the yeah, number one? He, no, he had the one season Hmm. A- after the, uh, was that when we lost to Texas A&M? In overtime, I can't remember. I just remember I didn't watch the Colorado game live, and I remember you texted me, and you're like, "I'm not going to say anything 
other than I think we'll be good on offense next year. Oh. <laughs> and, and it was because Joe Gans was finally given the reins. Yeah. Because the guy who transferred from like Arizona State or wherever for Callahan mm. hadn't worked out. What? Dude, I loved oh. Gans so much. I think he was one of my favorite quarterbacks that we've had Yeah. in the uh, post-Osborne era. <laughs> well, and he feels like someone that maybe pre – with the, if we hadn't gotten Dylan Raiola, like Joe Gans is – you know, someone who you would just love to have, like accurate, mm-hmm. doesn't make boneheaded plays, you know, like not not going to throw a, you know, 100-yard Hail Mary, but super serviceable. And if we had had serviceable quarterback play last year, I mean, yeah, we were we, we could have won the division. And we, we did here and there have serviceable quarterback, but, you know, when you guys keep getting hurt, that makes it. And we're turning difficult. it over like crazy, yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, when you when when you uh, when fifty years from now, when we're recording, uh, or when we're beaming our thoughts into your minds, <laughs> thanks to the whatever Elon Musk has built, um, how will you reflect on your one of the rule era? What we tell? Oh man, the next I generations. Think... I think that that is something that cannot be evaluated until we see how the next two years go. I really think. Okay. Um, I think the benchmark for, I know we're already talking about it, but it is 2024. So I think the benchmark for 2024 is we got to get to a bowl game. I think that is the, the threshold. We were so close this year. So I'm not expecting a national championship. Um, I, you know, talk to me in August. I'm sure I'll probably still predict us going like 10 and two or something, but, (laughs) um, I think, uh, I think the threshold is just a winning season and that will be, that'll be progress that I can live with this year. Uh, if we don't get there, uh, man, give rule one more year, man, for real. I, we, we played that game with, with frost. I say if he doesn't get to a bowl game in year two, he he is on the chopping block if he doesn't for year three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to, so to answer my own question, I feel like <laughs> it was a year where we saw what his defense can do. And, and Rule's been pretty open. He said some he said something to the effect of he has always had really good defenses and good special teams and, like, moderate to okay offenses. Mm. And so he had the good defense. Special teams were better, but not good enough. Yeah. Um, and then offense was a real problem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard several of the beat reporters say that, um, you know, they were counting on having somebody else um, coach quarterbacks, and then that fell through. So, I, you know, there's been lots of rumors about bringing in a quarterback's coach or, a, you know, we don't really actually have an extra coaching spot, so some sort of – I don't know what what you'd call him, like an analyst or someone who just works with the quarterbacks during the week but can't be on the sideline on game day. Um, but uh, the quarterback play was so wildly inconsistent. So anyway, look, just, again, reflecting on year one, it was the culture was instilled. Um, man, seeing Hoiberg have success, I feel like, makes this offseason even more fun. Um, you know, the more, the more oh, yeah. things can look up. <laughs> Across the athletic department, the better we all feel. But, um, yeah, you, I, you're right. We've got to see 
we got to see a bowl next year. And honestly, one thing we've talked about in the past is you don't need to be winning conference championships, but you want to be in the conversation in November. Mm. And we were, you know, we were, we were up until the second to last game of the season. It was a crazy scenario where we could be like first or last in the division, right? We were starting to do the math of like, okay, if this person loses, if this, or this team loses and we win and you know, um, so yeah, we had to do a little bit of scheming, but it was technically possible. <laughs> and possible is nice. Yeah. So but you know what so nice looking... is the enemy of. Good. Really nice. Oh. No, I don't know. What's that saying? Just... Good's the enemy of great. Is that how it goes? It could be. I don't know. Okay, Mike. Here is. Next year's schedule, we start out hosting UTEP, which is University of Texas El Paso. Good, good. Holy cow. Remember what I have said the last two years is we need to stop hosting or rather doing away conference games as our first game of the season. It's ridiculous. It's the first time in a long time. That's right. And then we've got uh, Colorado at home for the revenge game. Mm -hmm. Super pumped about that. And then we have University of Northern Iowa at home. Great. <laughs> three and O, baby. Three three and O. Then we host uh we continue with our homestand hosting Illinois. Time's not set for that one. We home again hosting Purdue. So that's five consecutive home games. And then make it six with Rutgers uh on October fifth. So six games in a row before we leave the state of Nebraska. So our first away game actually comes after a bye week after homecoming. It comes uh, after a bye week? Yeah. Wow, I didn't I didn't pay attention to that. I knew that we had several home games in a row, but wow. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven home games, a bye week, and then we go to Indiana. Mm. Who did they fire their coach? They fired their coach, right? <sighs> Maybe I can't even keep track. Oh, Pretty sure gosh. that he's gone. Okay. And then then, like, any good vibes are gone because we go to Ohio State. Yeah. So, uh, but then November 2nd, UCLA comes to town, our new conference foe. Ooh. And I tell you what, like, I hope the weather's like today <laughs> on November 2nd. That I would be see, wonderful. I want to see them cry frozen tears. And um, so that'll be fun. And then a week, we have another bye week, and then we go to Southern California November 6th to play SC. The Everything's about then, to change, man. And and then you want to talk about weather whiplash. We come back here November 23rd. We host Wisconsin. And then we finish up at Iowa City on Black Friday. You know, it's like that very true, poignant, even some would say prophetic Katy Perry song. You're hot then you're cold yeah that's all that's the joke (laughs) you know what i'm an idiot false we play purdue after illinois at purdue okay so our first hey we're going coast to coast man art bell somewhere in the big 10 so august 31st home september 7th home september 14th home september 21st home at purdue who they actually were pretty decent towards the end here like that's a, that's a team on the rise. Sure. Then we've got Rutgers at home for homecoming. 
Then we have our bye week. Then we go to Indiana, then Ohio State, host UCLA, bye week, go to USC, host Wisconsin, who, man, I really don't know what to make of them. Mm, Did they end up losing to LSU in the bowl? I didn't pay attention to that one. I think they did. I didn't really either. And then at Iowa. Yeah, I think think there's at least six wins in there. I I I think that with that soft schedule to start, I mean, we could be – it could be four and zero to start. Well, we could be six and zero to start. Six and yeah, yeah, we could be, we could be in the playoff conversation because of course wonderful. next year goes to twelve teams. Did you say twelve teams? Isn't that what it is? Is it a twelve team playoff? I, I think it's one of my 12, brain. Yeah. I kept thinking eight. No, it's 12. one of twelve. Good grief! That's going to be awesome. But wow, I don't know why. In my brain, I always just thought that they were just going to double it. <laughs> A little more than that. So I'm excited for next season. And uh, I'm also excited to live my life in between and not count down the days until next season. Yeah. I think the only thing that I am counting down right now is how many days until we spring forward on March 10th. I'm counting down till the wind chill is not below zero. Oh, the wind chill? Uh, you might get that on Wednesday, but then it's yeah, going to get cold again. Yeah, that's what I'm again. thinking is Wednesday, yeah. yeah. For a minute. Yeah. So, well, at this point, I think uh, we have meandered enough. and uh, Got some editing to do. Yeah, I got some editing to do, but that's okay. I got my clicker to help me. Um, Folks, I don't know. I I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, if you are a podcaster yourself, I cannot recommend enough. This is the one thing that TikTok ever helped me with before I deleted the app. Um, Get yourself a dog clicker. Whenever you need to edit something and like in the process of the recording, you're like, this is terrible. We need to cut this out. Just use a little dog clicker. You can't, you may or may not be able to hear that. I'll leave that in this time so you you all can hear it. But uh, just use that. And then when you're editing, you can visually see on the waveform where those clicks are. And you don't have to listen to the whole podcast back again. You just look for the clicks and then you're good to go. So, yep. Anyway, um, I was about to say uh, thank you to everybody who is still subscribed. You know, whenever we hit the off season, you don't know if people are just like offloading stuff on their phone. So if we showed up as a notification for you and you are now listening to this podcast, thank you for sticking with us. Um, But uh, yeah, we are going to do a season 10. Yeah. It's official, folks. The Husker Pod turns 10 in 2024 how crazy is that well actually technically i guess it would turn 10 in 2025 right but like this is is our 10th season season. yeah Yeah. okay i see what you're meaning yeah so i mean still we we are hitting 10 seasons like that's all a sitcom could ask for right 10 seasons in a movie so 10 seasons and 300 episodes we'll be back for a season 10 um as you might imagine, it's going to be kind of hit and miss here in the spring and through the summer, but we'll break in whenever there's breaking news. Um, we certainly, we usually do, uh, what do we do? We, we do a episode when spring practice begins. We usually do something uh, either leading up to or after the spring game, and uh, then we'll check in periodically during the summer at some point. So uh, stay subscribed. And uh, that way you don't have to worry about when another episode drops because it'll just show up in your feed. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for the periodic feedback, the random emails and DMs, and it's fun to bump into people from time to time. Fun to have them sing music to us on the on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, we love doing this. We love you. Mm. I love you, Justin. Oh, I love you, Mike. Oh, look at that. Two men who aren't afraid to say it on air. That's right. So, well, actually, you know what? I watched the movie Blue Beetle last night, and there was a scene where two grown men said I love you to each other, and it was actually like, yeah, oh, that's kind of sweet that they included that in the movie. Way to go. Didn't, didn't show their feelings. Not go anywhere? Like, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it didn't do too well, but Did I... You watch, could you understand why when you watched it? No, it was just, you know, the last thing before the DCU launches, so... Um, what's the, what's the DCU? Oh, uh, James Gunn is kind of heading everything up, uh, moving forward for DC. So like everything that basically happened in the last year cinematically for DC Comics is like being erased and they're starting over anyway. Um, and in the, so in theatrically speaking, or in actual comics? No, in the in the movies. So like all okay. the movies that came out in 2023, basically like before they even came out, that we knew that technically they didn't matter so to speak that they had already moved on and they were going to reset everything so they're rebooting the whole thing they're rebooting everything new superman actor new batman actor new wonder woman actress uh in fact i think the guy who plays the blue beetle um i don't want to say his name um because i off the top of my head i think it's zolo is his first name and i forget his last name but he's the kid who uh, he's an adult now, but he was the kid who played the main uh, youth character in the Cobra Kai TV series. Um, oh. And he's a good actor. Uh, they're keeping him. He will play the Blue Beetle in the DC universe, but I think he might be the only one who's carrying on. I I never spent any time with DC. I only went, I did spend a few years going through a Marvel mm-hmm. thing. And like, I don't know, I probably got deeper than Blue Beetle or whatever the blue beetle equivalent is with Marvel, but certainly never in DC. So I've always been a DC feel, guy first. That just feels like an admission of failure, isn't it? Oh isn't no, it absolutely is? is. Yeah, no, yeah. it really is. I think that huh. they, they realized, yeah, this is terrible. We're going to bring in the guy who made Marvel movies successful. Well, that's because <laughs> didn't he do the guardians of the galaxy? Is yep. that him? Okay. Yep. Yeah. I watched, Asteroid City recently, which is the first movie I'd watched oh, okay. in quite a while. That's the most recent Wes Anderson movie. I've long said he was my favorite director. Super How quirky movie. Oh, I it was, was good. I was ready to see it, but I, I kind of pumped the brakes. I feel like when people think of Wes Anderson, they think of the... Uh, the Caricatures. The goofy, his... the kind of quirkiness of the characters and the pastel or the, you know, the unique color scheme. I think of symmetry. Symmetry. I uh, of. Thank you. I was actually trying to find that word and I, I couldn't. But, um, like, there's usually some really heavy stuff in every movie. Like, you think yeah. about, um, oh, I don't know if I want to spoil things, but you think about, like, Life Aquatic, like a character, like two characters are bonding through the movie and one ends up dying suddenly. Right. And it's tragic. And then you think of uh, uh, Darjeeling Limited, and it's, like, dealing with the death of a loved one. And mm-hmm. um, Royal Tannenbaums, which is my favorite. You know, there are some self-harm at, at one point pretty mm-hmm. pretty serious and so like there there's always a really dark not dark but deep 
uh, wellspring of emotion underneath those films. And Mm -hmm. so while it's easy for people to use AI to make pastiches of his look, um, you know, he's, he asks hard questions and this particular movie, it's, it's so goofy. It starts in that it starts out as it's a play, but then the movie you see is a movie version of the play kind of, but then the characters periodically like step out of their, so they're playing themselves acting and then they step out of that character that they're playing to be acting as whoever that person actually is. So it's like two layers deep. I was about to say, it sounds like a parfait. Yeah. <laughs> and then towards the end, there's like a lot of reflection about like, what is this? What are we doing? Mm. And um, I kind of need to rewatch it now because sure. I didn't know any of those things going into it, which sorry right. if I ruined it for you, but uh, no, it's fine. Now, now I'm excited. There's three or four relatively short short films by him on Netflix that are uh, Ronald Dahl short stories. Okay. Um, you remember he did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah. Which is a Roald Dahl. And did he do another one of his? I can't remember uh, if he did another one or not. But um, I think of J- James and the Giant Peach. I think of Matilda. Matilda, uh, Charlie Chocolate Factory. He, yeah, he didn't do the Matilda musical. I actually had that recommended to me recently. I just hate musicals, so I didn't like you're a little bit of a curmudgeon yeah i just a little bit of a a i got a block i got a block it's okay i married a music teacher so we like musicals i think part of it was that i participated in so many of those things only because my friends were doing it in school i appreciate you doing that that was very nice of you (laughs) i I see that now actually i think now as a senior i think pretty sure i'm pretty sure as a senior the only reason i did any of that stuff is because you were like mike you gotta do it (laughs) And I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I got a clock out of it, though. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you don't know what I'm talking about. But I won the superlative for our senior musical for most likely to show up late to rehearsal. So, What did I win? Did I win anything? I, I don't, don't remember, remember. That. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember funny. leaving a rehearsal early to go to a show at Rebels. <laughs> what a Rebel. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, you know what movie I saw recently, speaking of heavy Blue things? Beetle. Well, no, there's that. But, uh, you know, it's been... I had a week off after Christmas, and, you know, we've been bunkered down because of the snow and everything. I watched the movie Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Oh, how day. was that? It made me cry. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. I did not expect that movie to make me cry. It made me cry. Um... Jenny Slate? Yep. I didn't know it was Jenny Slate until recently. Like, when I, like, looked back into it because the movie was coming out, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But sure enough, I, like, watched a late night interview where she did the voice and everything. I was like, oh, what do you know? (laughs) So, is that a recommendation? Yes. Yep. They weren't tears of frustration? Why am I watching this? It, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm just going to say I found it very sweet. And it made me cry. So, you know, after our conversation uh, about Christmas movies mm-hmm. last time we re- recorded, all right, <clears throat> I I use this app called Letterbox, which is like Goodreads but for movies. Sure. And I made a list of Christmas movies that our family liked, and then ones that I wanted to see. So oh, okay. that was a, actually a really helpful conversation for me in terms of. Uh, trying to find some of these movies so one that i watched that i'd never seen was the uh, the christmas carol from 1984 uh 
Dear We Were Born, featuring George C. Scott, um, most you know famous for being Patton. Okay, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, that was that was good and intense, and um, revisited a few others. There's not a lot of good, and I mean like good as in like high quality animated Christmas movies for kids. Like mm. it's a lot of just like the Hallmark. There's a lot of Hallmark crap. Like there's sure. just a lot of cartoon crap. Like. Let's make a Christmas special. So, right. anyway, that our conversation really um, inspired me to put together a list. I can send it sure. to you if you're interested. Yeah, please do. In terms of animated, for me, the the top of that uh, list is going to be Mickey's Christmas Carol. I've always liked that one. Yeah, but that's, that's only on like our, twenty minutes. Yeah, no, that's on my list. There's lots of uh, shorts. Yeah. Um. There's a good one on Netflix called Claws. Or Klaus. Okay. Um, there's one from the Ardman folks, the people who do like Shaun the Sheep and uh, Wallace and Gromit called Arthur Christmas. Oh, I want to see the new Chicken Run movie. <laughs> yeah. That's on I Netflix. So. Yep. I think there's they're one... making a new Wallace and Gromit movie, actually. I think that'll be coming to Netflix, too. I hope so. Did you see that the, the quarry or whatever, the company that makes the clay that Ardman uses like shut mm-hmm. down and everybody's freaking out. And they're like, no, no, don't worry. We're good. Yeah. It's kind of like we can find clay. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> we've been, ex- we've been anticipating this or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy okay. though. Okay. I sent you that link. Um, okay. I feel like we've tried to stop this podcast a few times and we keep it no, going. It's I, mostly my fault. I feel like this wind down, this happens. So I, I went, I went with it knowing what was happening. It's okay. <laughs> oh, also I wanted to point out that, Kendra at uh, Central Nebraska Buffalo has been experimenting with sourdough bread. I don't know if you've seen this on social media. I have not. And she's selling it now. Oh, really? And, cool. And it's like sales have taken off. Like it's been like the first day. She, I think the first day she opened it, she was kind of shocked by the response. And that's so cool. Had to get, so anyway, she is just a relentless entrepreneur. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I don't know how you can find her sourdough i'm assuming if you go to central nebraska buffalo there's a link but sure she's amazing That's cool. yeah all right let's land this plane um congrats on the end of our ninth season and excited to pick it back up for spring football and get going on a tent awesome hey justin guess what what go big red go big red <laughs> <laughs>